All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. My name is Connor Halley. I'll be your host as usual today on the show. We've got Zach Lang dropping by for a little bit. We'll also have Gavin, the intern. He's keeping us on track right now as we recap the Oilers 2-1 overtime victory over the Colorado Avalanche and uh, eighth win in a row for the Edmonton Oilers, improving their record now to 49 49- 23 and 9 on the season 107 points Evan Bouchard with the winner tonight both goals coming from defensemen as Matthias Ekholm had the other and uh, for Stuart Skinner another solid performance against a good team in the Colorado Avalanche uh, full disclosure I mean they were down Kyle McCarr Josh Manson Darren Helm Curtis McDermott and Arturi Lekkinen but a win over the Colorado Avalanche I mean they showed you how good of a team they are tonight uh, keeping it as close as they did a solid team big win for the Edmonton Oilers and like I said extending that win streak to eight in a row playing some of their best hockey and if they can beat the San Jose Sharks on Thursday they will finish with 50 wins on the season that would be something uh Let's get right into the chat here on YouTube. Uh, hello to Rogan, Brian, some stranger, Neilio, Lee, Tyson, Kyle, Ross. Of course, we've got uh, Lee, Sean, Kyle, Cheryl, QF Pro, Rogan, Chemo, Rusty, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Do appreciate that. Make sure you hit the like button. Also on Facebook, Corey, Jennifer, Cleet, Sean. Uh, we've got Jeff. Odin, a lot of people. Everyone's happy tonight. It's always good when the Edmonton Oilers can find a way to get the victory. Uh, we'll get right into it right now. Let's get to the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. 
Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. Give them a follow on Twitter at cornerstoneins8 and as well on Instagram at cornerstone y-e-g a lot of happy people in the chat for the good the bad the oily we'll bring in our guest tonight zach lang of oilers nation as well as daily Faceoff. zach good evening how are you doing tonight connor i'm doing pretty good man how are you doing i'm doing good i mean it's a uh, another fun post game show here on oilers nation after dark we're getting spoiled with these uh the oilers just continually find ways to win games and it's looking good right now as this team's heads into the playoffs uh, let's just get into the good. I, I don't want to step on any toes here for the good, the bad, the oily. We'll start off with the good. And let's just say finding a way. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers in this one, I mean, I, I think the Avalanche showed how good of a team they are. If they can get healthy, they're obviously going to be a, an absolutely massive test for whoever has to take them on in the playoffs, especially getting Manson, Kale McCarr back out there left in. It's going to be tough. But for the Edmonton Oilers, I mean, you know, great team effort. Stuart Skinner, solid between the pipes, kept them in the game. And uh, when it gets to overtime and you're on the power play, you have to find a way to convert. And they did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny, you know, we were talking earlier in the game about how our bad portion was actually going to be <laughs> the power play. And it comes out and turns out to be the absolute savior for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. A beautiful wrist shot from Evan Bouchard to secure the win. You know, I think gutting it out is a great way to kind of put it in this one. I thought the Oilers looked really, really solid tonight, you know, save for a bit of a weak first period. I think they really turned it on in the second and the third period and put the pressure on. Um, You know, you even look at the shots here tonight, uh, just trying to find it right now. The Oilers outshot the Avalanche 40-29, one for four on the power play. They outhit Colorado 25-13. They blocked 14 shots. I mean, Connor, this feels like an Oilers team that is playing playoff hockey right now. You know, it's about a week away from it kicking off here in Edmonton, and I just can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun, obviously. Home ice advantage in the first round, at least. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, that kind of transitions us nicely into our bad tonight. And like you said, it was going to be the power play not executing because uh, they were stifled that four-minute uh, power play that they got for the high stick on Hyman. It just nothing was going their way. Uh, but we're going to go away from that. Since the power play goal won them the game, we're going to say Vegas continues to win. Uh, as I refresh here, looks like there's about two and a half minutes. Vegas leads Seattle four to one in the third period. So uh, they'll, they'll skate away with the victory. That'll bump them up to 109 points on the season. The Oilers at one Oh seven. So they'll need the Kraken to do them a favor to beat Vegas. And then the Oilers would need a victory against the San Jose Sharks. But uh, you know, it's been this way for the last three, four or five weeks. The Oilers playing extremely well, uh, but the Kings for a little while there. And now the golden Knights just continue to do the same. Yeah, I mean, credit where it's due for Vegas. I mean, this is a team that's been pretty banked up all season long, and especially as of late. You know, you go take a look at their roster. They've had a, had a number of injuries down the stretch this season, and they continue to just, you know, put some games together and, and, and win some hockey games. You know, how big of a threat are they going to be in the in the playoffs in the West this year? I mean, I think that's that's up for debate, really. I mean, their goaltending is very suspect and you know, it does look like they might be getting Mark Stone back, but in the same breath, you know, how good is he really going to be for them? Uh, you know, given all the time that he's missed, like he hasn't played since early January. It's a long time off, you know, just to speak on some other injuries going on too. you look at Colorado, right? And I kind of feel 
a similar sense about them, right? You look at Kale McCarr. Yes, he's played in a, a good handful of games this season, but he's also been hurt pretty much all season long as well, right? You know, Gabe Landeskog, he hasn't played at all this season. I can't imagine him coming into the playoffs and being very effective. And pretty much everybody else there that you had listed earlier that they're missing, you know, kind of dart throws coming into the playoffs. So, you know, this might be in one sense of the term, uh, the easiest path, I guess, that the Oilers might have to the playoffs. Um, you know, there's still some teams out there in the Central that are going to be be hard outs should the Oilers have to face them at any point. Um, but, I mean, what more can you say about this Oilers team? They've been the best team in the NHL, at least looking at points percentage, since January 10th. They're just not letting up right now. Yeah, I just looking at the Colorado Avalanche, I think ranting in, New Hook and O'Connor are the only players to play in every game for them this season. So uh, they've had injuries throughout the lineup, not just the superstars, some of the role players there as well. Uh, we had a really good question thrown our way in the Facebook chat. I want to make sure I get the name correct when I go for this one uh, from Justin. Do we start Camel on Thursday? Uh, we'll get to that after the oily, but let us know in the YouTube chat as well as Facebook chat. Who do you start on Thursday are you going to go with Campbell it is the San Jose Sharks who will probably just want to get that game over with and you know start their summer or do you go with Stuart Skinner and keep him rolling obviously he's going to have some time in between uh starts after the you know whether it gets going on Monday Tuesday whenever it might be let us know in the chat Skinner or Campbell on Thursday when the Oilers take on the San Jose Sharks uh right now let's get to the oily and uh that's going to probably take us off on a bit of a a rant as well. West playoff teams set. Of course, uh, the Winnipeg Jets clinching the playoff spot. Uh, Nashville's out. Calgary's out. We know what it's going to look like. A lot of people talking going into this game tonight that the Oilers and Avalanche might be on a collision path here to meet in the conference final once again. But uh, Zach, I, I guess let's look at the West. Uh, any surprising teams in the playoff picture? Anyone you think might go on a bit of a run here? Um, no real surprises to me, honestly. Um, pat myself on the back here. I called the Seattle Kraken uh, to be a playoff team this year, so I'm I'm pretty happy. A little proud of myself on that one. I suppose we did an Oilers Nation roundtable to start the season, and they were one of my sleeper teams. Uh, I like the Seattle Kraken team a lot. Now, you know, can they make any noise in the playoffs? I'm really not sure about that. Maybe they are able to win a round, but I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be tough to say they are strong defensively, however. So, you know, you can give them some credit there. You know, the other wild card spot is going to be Winnipeg. I mean, when you have a goaltender like Connor Hellebuck, that's always a scary situation for me. You know, these elite goaltenders, they can go on runs at, at any point in the season. And Hellebuck's a guy who has burned the Oilers in the past in that sense. You know, beyond that, no real surprises. I mean, I guess maybe I'm a little surprised with Minnesota this year. I, I didn't think they were going to have as strong of a season as they have this year. And, you know, they're probably the scariest team for me, I would con- I would almost say, because I think they're really, really strong defensively. Like, I think they've got three or four lines that can play really great defensive hockey. And, you know, come the playoffs, that's the type of, that's the type of hockey that can win you games. Yeah, it's going to be a... Uh... A fun playoff series here around all of it. It's going to be a lot of fun out East as well. Uh, good call on Seattle. I think that, you know, Vegas kind of raised the bar maybe a little bit too high with what they did in their first season as a franchise uh, but for Seattle, you know, a year or two to make the playoffs, building a competitive team. I think you got to give uh, Francis and the group out there some credit for what they were able to do uh, building that crack in organization. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring in Gavin. 
Uh, well, he'll complete the panel tonight, all three of us. Gavin, hey, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Oh, doing good. We're always good after an Oilers victory. Uh, 2-1 over the Avs in overtime. They give Colorado a point, but that's okay. Uh, you're li- or you're watching. Maybe you're listening. I don't know. You're watching Oilers Nation after dark. Connor Halley, Gavin Intern, Zach Lang here with you tonight. Uh, Gavin, you look at the Western Conference playoff picture there. Uh, I guess same question. Uh, any team that stands out here is a, maybe a surprise or a threat to go on a bit of a run? Well, I think for a threat, obviously, I most likely we're going to see Colorado again. But the way we've been playing against them, we're taking them to the extra frame. So I think we obviously match up well against them. And like Zach mentioned, too, Winnipeg can be that sneaky team because what was at the beginning, middle of January, they were a top three team in the NHL. Obviously, some obviously the wheels fell off. But same thing, like you guys were mentioning, in a goaltender like Connor Hellebuck standing across from you, you just can never count out the Jets. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like a lot of Oilers fans remember that series and the overtimes yeah. it went to. I don't want to forget that one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, maybe you got to exercise those demons and find a way to get it done. Uh, the Oilers are a lot better team this time around, but I, I totally get it that there might be some hesitation going up a guy like against a guy like Connor Hellebuck. Uh, we threw that question out there, came in on Facebook. Uh, who would you be starting on Thursday when the Oilers take on the San Jose Sharks in between the pipes? And uh, I'd say it was pretty good, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of going each way there. I, I think that you could probably make an argument for both if you wanted to. Zach, uh, which way would you go Thursday? I think you have to go with. Um, I think you have to go with Stuart Skinner here. I mean, he is your guy, uh, as you mentioned before, Connor. You know, there's going to be a number of days off before um, you know the playoffs. You know, kick off, so Stu will have a chance to kind of catch his breath get a little bit of rest here, but I think it's important for him, you know, to get a, at least another game in here because, you know, think of it list this way, right? If the Oilers don't start their playoffs until next Monday or Tuesday, you know, that's six, almost seven days between games for your starting goaltender to sit on the bench uh, without games. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of that. So I think you, I think you run Stu out there on Thursday without much hesitation. Uh, can confirm now Vegas was victorious 4-1 over the Seattle Kraken. Uh, just want to check here. Uh, these two teams meeting again Thursday, 8.30. So yep. the Oilers, uh, they won't have the advantage of knowing that yep. they can't catch, won't be able to rest guys, probably want to make sure they play all their stars as they typically would. Uh, Gavin, so we'll go same question for you uh, just sure. with the goaltending. Yeah, that was actually one of my main points why I would go Stuart Skinner in that hockey game because we play at 7 p.m., so we don't have that luxury of knowing if Vegas won or lost. So I would go Stu. And, man, the guy's been on an absolute roll. He's obviously adding to his caller conversation. He's allowed three goals in his last four games, and now he's 9-0-1 in his last 10 starts. <laughs> like, put that man between the pipes. Keep riding with him. So he's our guy. So I would go Stuart Skinner on Thursday. I like it. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you guys as well. Uh, Campbell, I, I feel like, you know, he's not the guy. He's not the guy going forward here for the rest of the season, at least. Get Stuart Skinner that start, and then uh, obviously a couple of days to rest and recover. Uh, you guys, Ryan McLeod returned to the lineup, uh, played a, 11 minutes, 45 seconds, had an assist on the Matias Ekholm goal. Uh, Zach, what did you make of Ryan McLeod and his return? And, uh, you know, what, what do you think the expectations are for a hopeful long playoff run with him? Well, you know what? It looked like he didn't have any rust on him whatsoever. I thought he looked great out there tonight. He looked fresh. He looked fast. I think that's the biggest thing about a guy like Ryan McLeod. I always kind of hearken hearken him to be like a 
Connor McDavid like super light, I suppose. And the reason I say that is because, you know, Ryan McLeod has this speed to keep up with Connor McDavid. And I think McLeod also thinks the game at a very, very high level. If you watch him out there, he is in the right position all the time, like everywhere on the ice. He is always in the right spot where he needs to be. And I think that goes a long way for a player and for, you know, somebody like McLeod, who's got a deep relationship with Jay Woodcroft from his time down in Bakersfield. You know, my expectation is that Ryan McLeod's going to be the Oilers' third line center now and well into the future. And I think if you have a third line, you know, with him, a guy like Warren Fogle and maybe Derek Ryan on the right side. I mean, that is a third line that is going to be an absolute handful because both Fogle and McLeod are really strong four checkers. It allows Derek Ryan to kind of play a little bit more of a support slash defensive role. I think that could be a really tough third line for other teams to go up against. Gavin, uh, what did you think of the return? I, th- I think they said it was like a bruised lung. It was internal or something. Yeah. Uh, had to go talk to uh, other doctors and he wanted to get in there, but it wasn't going to be cleared. Or I believe that was the story. Uh, what did you make of his uh, return to the lineup? Yeah, like obviously it was good kind of getting his legs ready to go again, playing just under 12 minutes, like you said. And going into the playoffs, obviously you want that additional forward depth and Ryan McLeod issues that, right? Um, so I, it's a huge asset to get Ryan McLeod back in the lineup and something that we need going forward into the playoffs. Zach, when you look at the Oilers' last six games now, uh, going back to the 2 nothing win over the LA Kings, uh, six games they've allowed four goals. Uh do you think, I mean, is it is it as simple as saying it's goaltending that's improved or have you seen anything change in the even strength five on five play? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, Stuart Skinner's on an absolute tear right now, right? So that's always going to help. But I also think the others are playing some of the best hockey we've maybe seen them play in our lifetimes, really. For sure. Um, this is definitely mine. Yeah, definitely <laughs> mine, too. I mean, they're just they're clicking in every facet of the game, you know. Uh, do they still have some struggles defensively? Like without a doubt. I mean, there's still, there's still holes on that defense, I think and holes in the Oilers defensive game. But you know, when you look at this team as a collective right now, they're doing a very good job of, I think, filling those holes, especially in the defensive zone. You know, we've talked at length about a guy like Matthias Eckholm and how much he's meant to this team. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I still can't believe that he's an Edmonton Oiler. He is the best acquisition um, in a trade this team has made uh, since they acquired Chris Pronger. He is having that series of an impact on this team. So, um, you know, I think it's a little bit of both to answer your question. I think they're they're playing really good hockey right now. A lot of people right now uh, digging Ryan McLeod. Uh, Jason on the YouTube chat says his speed will make him dangerous. Uh, Pete says Clowder was flying. Uh, Nelio says McLeod is this year's Bassani. Uh, yeah, if the Oilers could find a Bassani to throw in the mix with McDavid, Drysdale, Hyman, wow. Nugent Hopkins, uh, Vander Kane, uh, <laughs> they're probably doing pretty good. Okay, we're up to 244 people in the YouTube chat. So we got to set that like number. I don't know. We'll, we'll aim low. Let's go for 122. If half the people there can hit that like button right now, that'll do us a favor. We appreciate it on Facebook. Make sure you do the same. I don't have the exact number, but I'm going to guess there's a bunch of you in there. So make sure you hit that like button for us. Always appreciated when you do that. Uh, and then because you did that, I'm going to tell you that if you head to any Oodle Noodle location in Edmonton, 
you get some noodles, you can pick up a free Oilers Nation sticker. So uh, hit the like button tomorrow. Go grab some noodles. Uh, Justin switching to YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube chat's crazy. People go wild in there. So uh, check that out. Hit the like button on your way out, Justin. Uh, And also tomorrow, head to Oodle Noodle, grab some noodles and uh, some stickers. Uh, Check them out on Twitter at Oodle underscore Noodle and uh, on Instagram, which uh, is probably the best way to do it. Oodle Noodle Graham. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the defensive side there. Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard scoring the goals tonight. Obviously, Bouchard on the power play. Uh, Matthias Ekholm gets the Oilers right back into it after they give up that first goal to Ben Myers. A bit of a softy. Uh, Zach, obviously, you don't want to count on your defenseman to chip in offensively all the time. Uh, but how nice is it when McDavid, Drysaddle, Nuge, Hyman, Kane don't find a way to score to get two goals from the blue line? Yeah, it's great to see, honestly. I mean, credit where it's due, this Colorado team. Um, you know, they did a fairly good job of, I suppose, shutting down the Oilers' stars tonight. Um, you know, in the playoffs, you need goals from guys like Matias Ekholm and from Evan Bouchard to win you hockey games, right? There's going to be playoff games where, unfortunately, guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl have very quiet nights, relatively speaking. Um, and I know it sounds weird to sound, to say, considering, you know, how good they've been this season, but... You know, you look back at the Colorado series last year in the playoffs and, you know, they still had, you know, three, four points in those four games, but they weren't putting up the, you know, 12 points in five games that they did against Calgary. Right. So, you know, depth scoring is going to be a huge thing for this Oilers team. And I think the good news is, is that, you know, this is the the deepest Oilers roster we've seen in the McDavid era. So I think it bodes well for this, uh, this club heading into the postseason. Uh, Facebook, uh, Quincy says eight wins in a row. Number nine on Thursday. Yeah. The Oilers playing some great hockey. Uh, Mitchell says, what happens if Vegas and Oilers tie in points? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Regulation wins is the statistic we go to from there. And after yes, that, it would be head to head, right? Yeah. It'd be the regulation wins where the Oilers have been absolutely dominant this season. Yeah. I think it's actually something that not a lot of people have been talking about this year. The Edmonton Oilers have 44 wins in regulation. That's second to only the Boston Bruins who have a staggering 53. Um, you know, in third place, it's Toronto with 41. Then in fourth, it's New Jersey with 39. So uh, the Oilers have done one hell of a job in winning these games and closing them out in regulation. Interestingly enough, uh, the second place team in the Western Conference, just looking at regulation wins, is actually Vegas, and they have 37. So those the Oilers are seven up on the next closest team in the West in terms of regulation wins. That's that's a huge number right there. Uh, Dante on Facebook says, "When's Makar back?" That's the key, uh, according to their coach Jared Bednar. Playoffs. I mean, if playoffs started tomorrow, I have a, a sneaking suspicion he'd just be ready to go. Uh, I just don't think there's a rush to get him back. Uh, take your time, let him heal. And yeah, Zach, that's a crazy statistic that the Oilers have you know, been that good, finding ways to win in regulation, almost the anti-Calgary Flames. Quick question for you guys. This is just a yes or no answer. And if you want to chime in on the chat on Facebook or YouTube, feel free. Hypothetically, the Boston Bruins win the Cup. Is this the greatest single season a team's had? Yes. Yes. Now, but it doesn't make them the greatest team, does it? No, I don't think so. I mean, no, probably not. I mean, I think the level of greatness that the Oilers had in the 1980s or the level of greatness that teams like the Montreal Canadiens had, you know, in like the 1940s and the 1950s. And I know we're going back a long way here, but, you know, I think greatness also, you know, includes 
you know, the players that you have on that team. And, you know, like David Pasternak's having a great year. He is a superstar player, but I don't really think there's, there's other true superstars on that team. Um, you know, to me, I still think that, you know, I'd be nervous if I'm a Boston fan heading into the playoffs, you know, maybe they got all of their good juju out in the regular season and bad luck is coming their way in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, but no, I, I, I wouldn't say that they're the greatest team of all time. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, and like the fact the Boston Bruins in the last offseason, they had some question marks surrounding their team too. They weren't sure if Patrice Bergeron was going to come back or, or same thing with Krejci. So the fact that they came in and now they're setting records in the win column, definitely nothing to shy away from. But yeah, I'm with Zach. Like I wouldn't say greatest team ever per se, but damn. Maybe you say most successful season, right? I mean, I maybe that's the way that you kind of phrase it, right? You know, yep. best regular season record of all time. They can go on a run in the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. Uh, maybe most successful is the way you kind of uh, twist that. Yeah, I mean, what they've been able to do, it's just unbelievable. Um, <laughs> night in and night out to, to just consistently find ways to win. And in a tough Eastern Conference, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's remarkable. Like Taylor Hall's on their third line. It's uh, a good problem to have. Uh, also, you know, while we got you here, should let you know if you want to uh, throw on some Oilers Nation gear for the playoff run, check out nationgear.ca. Uh, we've got the playoff gear. We've got the new 100 points. We've got the dry sidle gear. Uh, check it out, nationgear.ca. Also, you can go to Instagram and Twitter at nationgear. Uh, I think you guys got some nation gear going on there, right? Like... Uh, Repping, repping the staff uniform, yep. the sweater. <laughs> this is a hat that we did uh, a couple of summers ago. And I believe someone said that they couldn't go to Oodle Noodle because they live in Maine. Now, I believe you can order from nationgear.ca and they'll ship out to you. So uh, you got to find a different way to get that. But uh, yeah, check it out, nationgear.ca. Some absolutely awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, they do great work. And uh, I, I just kind of tease, maybe, just maybe, if you're in the area, Maybe someone from Oilers Nations can come down and say hello. Maybe you could meet someone. It's crazier things have happened. What's the uh, the bakery in in your building? 
bread and butter bread and butter i've i've yeah. heard it you could go there you might meet someone you never know <laughs> <laughs> never know what might happen yeah. uh Oilers Nation after dark here. We're talking about the Edmonton Oilers 2-1 win over the Colorado Avalanche in overtime. With that, the Oilers improved their record to 49-23-9 on the season, 107 points. That is currently two points behind Las Vegas. Uh, I was trying to do some calculations here, you guys. Stuart Skinner, I believe, is he now up to 27 victories on the season as the starting goalie? Or was that going into tonight's game? I think it was going into tonight's game. I was just looking at this earlier. That would put him at 28 in Ty Grant Fears' rookie record for wins. There you oh, go. That's a good yeah. little statistic. Give him the start on Thursday. Give it to him. Absolutely. <laughs> Give it to him. We'll have to go do some math. But yeah, Grant Fear in his rookie year was 28, 5, and 14. Uh, 3.31 goals against the average save percentage, just a hair under 900. Uh, obviously, he he went on to be pretty good. Uh, if Oilers fans can get uh, Stuart Skinner to follow in that trajectory, obviously, it'd be a pretty good thing. Um, I, I never think feel like it's a bad idea to pump that kid's tires because he's so young. He's so mature. He doesn't get rattled. I talked about it a lot on here. Probably people will say too much, but in those tight games, Zach, he just seems so calm, cool, and collected. Like he doesn't get rattled. Yeah, it's really impressive, right? Like he's got just absolute ice in his veins. Um, it's probably one of the most impressive things, right? He's, you know, 24 going on 34. You could say he looks like a an absolute veteran out there who's just calm, cool, collected all the time. The Oilers know what they got in him, right? And this is a guy who's provided them, you know, 9, 12 or better save percentage uh, all season long. It's been massive. Um, you know, just the other day, Frank, or last week it was, uh, Frank Saravalli of dailyfaceoff.com said that, you know, if the ballots were being cast for the Calder Trophy that day, he would vote for Stuart Skinner. And I definitely agree, trying to set some little bit of, uh, you know, bias aside here. But, you know, the Oilers probably aren't a playoff team if Stuart Skinner isn't playing the way Stuart Skinner is. I mean, I think the ability to have a goaltender back there who's settled things down the way he has has been absolutely massive for this club. Gavin, uh, I mean, is is there an aspect of his game that's impressed you the most in your first full year? Yeah, I I kind of think you guys already touched on it, though. He doesn't let mistakes kind of compact, compact, compact. For an example, even in the game today, he let in that early goal, and then he stood on his head for the rest of the game. So I think that's his number one um, contribution to this team. Like, he's very, very mentally tough. And the last 10 games have showed it. Like I said, he's 9-0 and won his last 10 starts. He's been winning, he's been winning his hockey games. So... Like put Drysdale and obviously McDavid aside, I, I he probably is our team MVP this year because, like Zach said, if he's not playing to the caliber he's been playing, we're probably not in the same position we are now. We're probably fighting for a playoff spot going into Game 82. Do you guys know the last uh, goaltender to win the Calder off the top of your head? Oh, um, I do. I want to see if you get it, Gavin. It, I, I wouldn't say a superstar. <laughs> no, I know. Ah, oh, because I know they're talking about this in the. Is there Raycroft? Oh, well, he, he did win it. Steve Mason. Steve Mason. Yeah, Mason. 2009. Steve Mason, Mason Raycroft, right. uh, Nabokov won it. Uh, Martin Broder back in the early 90s at Belfort. So goalies have done it before. Um, I was going way back. Uh, there was a guy that named Frank McCool won it back in the 40s, uh, probably one of the greatest names we need make more McCool's in the league, but yeah. Uh, speaking of awards and because uh, Jane brought it up on Facebook, 
Jack Adams, coach of the year. I mean, I don't think it can be understated what Jay Woodcroft has done to this team. And part part of what I think this defensive evolution we've seen from the team is, is him working on that from the start of the year. And, you know, finally bringing Matias at home and it, it allows everyone to just play a little bit better. Uh, but we'll start with you, Zach. Uh, when you think of Jay Woodcroft, uh, I don't think anyone would probably disagree he's a nominee, but is there enough for him to win the award? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Uh, it's hard to argue with what Jim Montgomery's done out in Boston <laughs> yeah. this year, right? Um, <laughs> as much as I would love to see uh, Jay Woodcroft win the, the Jack Adams because I did put a little bit of money on it to start the season, uh, I just don't think that it's going to happen, unfortunately. However, you know, if the Oilers come back and they put together a season like this next season, um, you know, and there isn't a team named Boston who are posting like 63 wins, you know, you could very well see uh, him winning a Jack Adams trophy in the very near future, especially, you know, if this is Oilers team is able to go on a deep run in the playoffs this year, you know, maybe they lift the Stanley cup, that sort of stuff uh, always plays in favor of the, the voters. Yeah. Um, I, literally any other season than this season, I would put Woodruff as number one, but Montgomery has this thing locked up, but um, Ken Holland definitely gets executive of the year. Uh, in my opinion, just the additions that he made with Busag and Ekholm. Yeah. For the, for the Jack Adams award, unfortunately it's just, you just can't not give it to Montgomery. Yeah. Totally agree with you guys. And you know, I'm kind of a, I don't know. I'm kind of negative when it comes to coach of the year awards. I feel like it always goes to someone who just isn't necessarily the best coach, but surprised you. And this year, I mean, maybe I'd say he did surprise us, but he's also done such an amazing job. I think it should be unanimous for uh, Jim Montgomery to be a number one. Uh, Bassam on Facebook. Who would you rather play Winnipeg or LA? Let us know on the chats, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Zach Winnipeg or LA. God, that's tough. Probably, <laughs> I probably am going to lean LA, I think, um, because Connor Hellebuck scares the hell out of me. I have PTSD and I'm not afraid to admit it. Yes, I, I'm exactly the same. I'd rather play LA too. And like I mentioned earlier in the stream too, Winnipeg, yes, they have Connor Hellebuck, but they were also a top three team in the NHL already this season until the wheels fell off. So I'm leaning LA here, even though it's really, really close. Yeah, I mean, I, I think LA is... The way the Oilers played them the last couple of games, they've just done such a good job kind of, you know, playing that patient brand of hockey, taking what the Kings give them. I like that. Um, Connor Hellebuck, that's just a guy that I, it, he's scary because he can go off so well. And I know that the, the Jets had periods of this season that they did not necessarily look that great. Lost, I don't know, seven of eight at one point, but there's always that threat. Uh, I got Jason 30 on beside me right now. Zach, how awesome was that today? That was one hell of a stressful game. Alec Manoa, man, I mean, the big guys had some struggles to start the year here. Um, you know, I think it was great to see the way the team kind of rallied behind him. Uh, and especially a guy like Kevin Kiermeyer too. I mean, what a catch of the wall oh, that was. How electric was that to kind of kick things off at home, right? You know, got a little scary. You don't like going down to a team like Detroit. But shit, I mean, the bats were hot and they had a big comeback. Gavin, you Jays fan? Nope. I'm not going to say who I am a fan of. The Yankees? Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. So, Jeez. Are you a <laughs> you Lakers fan too? Nope. No, I'm not a Lakers fan. So. I'm a man you. Nope. No? Okay. Nope. Just had to check. Just had to check. <laughs> Cowboys fan though. Cowboys fan. So I get a lot of, I get a lot of heat for that one too. I knew about, I knew about that one, but I wasn't yeah. going to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> I own it. I own it. I deserve the hate. 
Hey, you know what? I got a soft spot for the Cowboys. You know, haven't seen all the respect. I'm a Chargers fan. Haven't seen them win in a while. So yeah. don't hate them. Patriots. I've, I, yeah. I've, yeah. I haven't seen the Cowboys uh, go further than a divisional round in my lifetime. So <laughs> one tough. day. It's been tough. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully one day they'll get there. And you know what? Oh, go ahead, Jack. I saw my bears get to the Super Bowl in 2007. And I've been oh. waiting for the day to get back there. <laughs> Damn Aaron Rodgers in 2011 in the conference championship. ended yeah. it. That one was a heartbreaker too. Yeah. Hey man, if Rex Grossman could get you to the Super Bowl, Justin Fields can find a way to get it done. Right. You got to believe hey, in there that. You, go. uh, you know, just, just one quick other little thing just to quickly plug bluejaysnation.com. If you are a Blue Jays fan, we have a Blue Jays website as a part of the nation yep. network. Um, I'm writing some game day blogs over there. So uh, come check us out. we got a really talented uh, group of writers over there. Bluejaysnation.com. Oh, we got you baseball from Scotty JCD. Oh, says, and, we ruined the, and we ruined the game for uh, Maynard. Sorry, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, I, mean, guys, I won't watch the J. Ah. It's don't worry. Don't worry. It's well worth the watch. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say it's well worth the watch. A lot of happened in that game. Yeah, Not a absolutely. Fan, but hell, it was one entertaining game for sure. They play an entertaining, entertaining brand of baseball. I was going to say, you know, hypothetically, you know, Gavin, you want to go down to Dallas, watch a Cowboys game. Uh, Zach, you want to go to Chicago? Maybe I want to go down to LA, see the Chargers. They may travel. Might I recommend they'll find a way to get you there, probably help you with some currency while they're at it, uh, tell you what you should be doing in those fine cities. Uh, bad news if you're a Packers fan, I don't think there's too much to do in Green Bay, but you could tour Lambo. I think AMA could help you out with that one. So, uh, yeah, go check out the AMA travel and go eat a shitload of cheese. Yeah, cheese. Maybe you can go to a uh, Badgers game on the Saturday. I don't know. But AMA travel, that's what we recommend. And maybe we'll try to do a nation vacation out to uh, one of our fair, favorite cities here, watch them hockey and football. I keep just like plugging that. Maybe we can make it happen uh, down the road here. Uh, so the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, traveling back to Edmonton tonight. Thursday, they'll take on the San Jose Sharks, who I think at this point, you know, Carlson got to 100 points. They probably have nothing to play for. They're probably choked. They have to fly up to Edmonton, wrap up their season, then fly home. Uh, but that's the way the schedule makers uh, made it. Uh, Facebook, we've got 100 messages today with a restream chat. So thank you to everyone who uh, got in on the conversation. We really do appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube and we're still up over 200, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, KC's is Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. Uh, I like I like Justin Jefferson. He was good for me in fantasy football until when it mattered. Uh, but thank you, Casey, for tuning in. Uh, more sick takes from Z. Z, Z, who's that? Gonzo, you got to elaborate on that one. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Badgers, we don't need some stinking Badgers. Um, I guess one thing we could talk about here, Skylar Brindamore. Not signing with the Oilers. Uh, draft pick of the team. Obviously, the team deeper than we've seen it in our, all of our lifetimes. Uh, any surprise there, Zach? Would I hear about Brindamore not or opting not to sign in Edmonton? This is a guy who hasn't even scored a point per game at any level of hockey. <laughs> I am not concerned about it whatsoever. The name is cool. Uh, you know, he's a Brindamore, right? Um, but no, I don't think the others are missing out on anything. Uh, Liam, uh, actually did an article earlier this morning on Skylar Brindamore from kind of a, a scout's perspective. Um, kind of seems like a guy who's a pedestrian center who, 
you know, I don't really see having much success. I'll put it to you this way. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think Blue Bullet Brad on Twitter tweeted out earlier today. Um, his, you know, point per game pace was similar to that of Graham McPhee in the NCAA. And Graham McPhee has scored at like a point three point per game clip oh. in the American Hockey League. So. Solid. Uh, look, I, I don't think we're we're missing out on much here, folks. And if you're losing sleep over it, you're thinking about <laughs> the wrong things right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried about this year, our cup run. Yeah, I'm not really losing sleep over this one either. I mean, I saw people on social media really get furious about Michael Castlering being traded. I was just so, going to, yeah, I was going to mention I that mean, one too. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I'm just like that. He's still mad about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the office, in the office, Zach was upset about the Kesselring being dealt. Yeah, yeah I, that that one's a little bit different for me because Michael Kesselring was really proving something in the American Hockey League. That's um, he he was showing his worth already, um, and I think it was a really good choice by you know Arizona to try and get him included in the deal. So credit to him there. Um, and he stepped in Bruce, right away there too. Yeah, absolutely. He stepped right in, played NHL minutes. Uh, Bruce Kerlock, our prospects writer, he's got a column that goes up every Sunday at noon. He is a huge Michael Kesselring fan, like over the moon, thinks he's going to be a longtime NHLer, um, you know, even if it's kind of in the third pairing role. So uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit different there. I was, I'm still a big Michael Kesselring fan. So when he's uh, an all-star defenseman, you'll have the receipts t- to prove everyone. You can laugh at me for, you know. Yeah. And like, and like, I guess you never know too, because before the year, like you bring up the name Vincent Dernay, I bet you majority of Oilers fans would have said who? Right. But now mm-hmm. he's like a, and now he's like a huge like guy for us in the playoffs going forward. He adds that depth to our defense core. So yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. I, I think I've told the story on here. I was doing a post game show for 1260 and someone mentioned trading day RNA. And I was like, well, what would the market be for him? I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen him play too much. You know, uh, the injury considerations camp. maybe. Yeah. Uh, good thing. They didn't make that move. Uh, yeah. That scouting exactly. staff knows what they're doing. We winny. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, people talking about Zed. Zach, I'm sorry. I don't know how I didn't put that together. That's okay. I don't know. It's it's 11 o'clock. I, I've been out for a long time today. That's uh, common sense. I'll try to work on that for next time. Um, what should we get to here? Why don't we just very quickly touch on this, and then we'll make our Betway picks. Uh, it was brought up here in the chat. Uh, why wasn't dry style shooting? Uh, I will say watching him, I thought there was a lot of opportunities he had to take a shot and looked away or, you know, instead look to make the pass. I think he's kind of a pass first guy anyway. So you have to get used to that to a certain extent. I uh, just want to check here very quickly. He had zero shots tonight. So uh, did you, did yeah. you guys pick up on that as well? Zach? Uh, I actually didn't pick up on that. Um, that's not something that I kind of had caught my eye. I, I did notice that they were playing, you know, the Oilers big guns pretty hard all night long um, for dry cycle. This is actually his fifth game of the season where he didn't register a single shot on goal. So, you know, these sort of nights are few and far between for him. Um, not overly worried about it because we're two yeah. games away from the playoffs here and, and that sort of a thing. Yeah. Like maybe on one occasion, I noticed it tonight on that two at one, two on one at the, like tail end of the third period. I think he was on a two on one with maybe Ekholm, I believe um, when he tried passing across, got broken up that led to an odd mad rush going the other way. That's the only occasion I maybe would have seen it. Maybe I would have liked to see him shoot the puck there, but same thing. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think all fans can count on him to 
shoot when he needs to yeah. crucial moments in games I, I think he'll find a way uh to get that one going all right uh before we wrap up tonight we'll get to our betway picks and predictions so zach we'll start with you uh give us uh, one thing fans might want to sprinkle a little money on in terms of uh, prop bets and then a score prediction uh we'll do this for betway betway 19 plus bet responsibly Give me the Oilers on the puck line. That means that the Oilers need to win by at least two goals. They shouldn't have any issue doing that here against a Saddles A team who has literally nothing to play for and are probably super pissed off that they have to come up to Edmonton. <laughs> for sure. uh, so, you know, I think it's going to be like a four, five, nothing win for the Oilers. Yeah. I know life's too short to bet the enter, but I, I have to go the enter just the way Stuart Skinner's been playing. And during our eight-game winning streak now, we've only allowed 12 goals against. So I got to do the under. And uh, for a score prediction, I'll do 3-1 Oilers. And then I'm going to pump up Leon Drysaddle's tires a bit because we are just talking about him not shooting the puck. So I'm going to do over shot prop and for him to find the back of the net. Okay, I'm going to take a 4-2... Oilers win and I think one of the Sharks goal scorers will be Noah Gregor uh, shout out to my boss on uh, TSN he had, he had a disallowed goal against us last time when, it, when they were here so he's starting to find his stride and uh, hometown maybe not everyone else is up uh, the Sharks do play in Calgary tomorrow so that should be a fun game two teams uh, on the outside looking in uh, so yeah 4-2 win and I don't know. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if you can even bet on it, but I'll just say you can. Uh, Clem Costin gets on the score sheet. He gets a goal in the, the finale, uh, potentially a game where he gets a few more minutes out there, gets a little more opportunities, maybe redeems himself for the penalty he took tonight uh, playing the puck over the glass. Not ideal. Didn't end up hurting them, uh, but the Edmonton Oilers, as we've talked about here, victorious over the Colorado Avalanche tonight, 2-1 to one in overtime, 49-23-9 on the season, puts them up to 107 points on this season. That's two points behind the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who were victorious against the Seattle Kraken, those two teams will meet again on Thursday, uh, a game where I think the Edmonton Oilers need to go into it looking to pick up the victory. Very quickly, thank you to uh, all the sponsors that make this show possible. Uh, Cornerstone Insurance. Check them out at cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo quote and use discount code nation. Uh, Oodle Noodle, head over there tomorrow for lunch or dinner or a midday snack. Buy your noodles and then pick up a sticker, an Oilers Nation sticker, throw it on your vehicle. Uh, nationgear.ca. You can grab all the Oilers playoff gear. We got the new dry saddle shirt, amongst others. And then AMA Travel, as we talked about. If you want to go on a vacation this summer, uh, they make it simple for you. Uh, all the nation vacations are powered by AMA Travel. So check them out as well uh, zach gavin thank you guys so much for doing this tonight we appreciate it uh, to those of you who tuned in thank you as well make sure you hit that like button we need that to happen and, and share it re-watch it uh, listen to the podcast we got to boost those numbers uh, i was watching i think we we did pretty good the last couple of weeks here in terms of the itunes downloads so let's try to keep that going as we well like sorry we hit our like goal too so, did we guys yep. oh beautiful uh if you haven't hit the like button on facebook or youtube make sure you do that right now guys uh, let's wrap it up we'll talk to you on thursday uh, probably around 9 45 or so after the oilers hopefully take down the san jose sharks
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.